You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. Check out what we have leading you into NFL free agents. they got a cuts tracker there, the top 50 overall free agents. That's going to get into full swing when the legal tampering period starts on Monday. So check it out there. Also looking at uh, the Cam Newton contract signed there, re-signed with the Patriots, so that was the news there to end the week. So look at the, a lot of insightful stuff there, and as well looking ahead with mock drafts and uh, draft prospect rankings as well. Here on Locked on Fantasy Football, we continue looking at teams 2020 in review and 2021 offseason preview. The team that will close the week, Kansas City Chiefs. So we're into the AFC West teams down the stretch here. After today, we'll have six teams left. Again, we'll take a break and uh, talk more free agency for much of next week. The reaction and fallout of a lot of the signings and key players there. But we need to uh, close looking at the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are a good team here to talk about because they had some big news go down on Thursday. So that adds to some of their challenges that they're facing here offensively for 2021. So... What we'll do is break down their scoring and what, what they did last year. And then look at the free agency, draft, salary cap, all that good stuff to know how they can improve, where they're going to address some needs here going forward. All right, so let's look back here at uh, Patrick Mahomes. We start at quarterback, and Mahomes is always a good place to start. He was fourth in overall scoring, 25.36 points per game. Third, in terms of average scoring, there according to fantasy pros among quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what can you say? A special season. Rebounded, was fully healthy. He is an elite option at the position. 38 TDs, 6 interceptions, only 4740 is your passing yards. or nearly 5,000 yards there. Exceptional pass rating, 108.2, 8.1 yards per attempt. Patrick Mahomes also added 308 yards rushing in two TDs. So 40 total TDs for Mahomes in 2020. Again, elite option, however you look at it. Coming back, very durable. Got the job done here in fantasy football all around. So what can you say? Mahomes is just really talented and just keeps on producing at a high level. Again, will he go back to getting close to the 50 touchdowns again? That could happen, but 40 is a pretty healthy number. That's what you're shooting for. I mean, 50 is just really hard to duplicate because you're having to uh, produce uh, more than three touchdowns per game. But you get to 40, you're looking pretty darn good here, there, overall. So, good season for Mahomes. I think the running caught some people by surprise. I know he's a good athlete, but not necessarily a runner that's going to produce as much. But 308-2 is a pretty good supplement to what he did in the passing game, and really, it doesn't matter who's out there, he's going to get the job done, he's going to stretch the field, he's going to throw for touchdowns a lot in the red zone as well, on top of the big play. So, really not much to say there with Patrick Mahomes, except 
He's very good, <laughs> and the numbers are always going to be pretty nice when he's healthy there. And, uh, we do have some concerns, however, after the Super Bowl, and they didn't score a touchdown, and we'll get into that in our uh, final segment here. Now, running back was rather interesting. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire finished 22nd there, overall 24th, so he was the last RB2 on the board, 12.2 points per game and half point PPR. The rookie, we thought bigger things were going to come from the rookie, but the surprise is they didn't really involve him too much in the passing game, at least in some stretches. 36 catches, 297 yards, and a TD there. 13 games he played, 181, 803, and 4. So he ends up with 1,105. And I thought you were going to get a lot more from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, especially when they weren't using other backs. Damian Williamson opted out for the season. Le'Veon Bell wasn't that big of a factor. He had 254 yards rushing, two TDs there. So really a blip and didn't even play most of the games here. He was hurt as well. Darrell Williams did cut in a little bit to the work. 18 catches, 116, but all the backfield TDs, with the exception of three, went to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So they didn't really throw the ball a lot in scoring or run the ball a lot in scoring position, so that kind of hurt Edwards-Alaire. He did average 4.4 yards per carry, only 4.3 for Williams and 4.0 for Bell. So certainly Edwards-Alaire can do a lot more here in year two. Yeah, they should unleash him. I thought you were going to see Kareem Hunt rookie season. That's what you were going to see, uh, Jamal Charles. We know Andy Reid lead backs usually go off, but last year just definitely was disappointing. I think you expected a lot more than 1,105 from Clyde Edwards-Lair. So again, he is probably going to be bumped up here. They got to lean more in the running game. He's going to be fully healthy. He's going to be in this offense now for a full year with uh, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid. So again, I think he's going to be more borderline RB one here going forward. I, I'm still pretty solid here, but you know you could get a lot more from him. He's a talented back, and you want to see him get involved more in the passing game with the dump-offs. I thought he, for sure he was going to be more like a 400-500-type uh, receiver here. But, yeah, what you really want to see him is bump up to like 1,300 or 1,400 yards and get closer to the double-digit touchdowns than you feel really good about Edward Solaire being a RB1. And, again, Le'Veon Bell, they're not going to bring back. We'll see what Damian Williams does in the mix. Darrell Williams is around here. So, I would expect it's more of a feature role for Edward Solaire going forward. As uh, Now, he's got a little bit of experience under his belt. All right, so there's a look starting at the Chiefs quarterback and running back situation. Pretty normal there. Again, we got what we wanted from Holmes. Wanted a little bit more from Edward Solaire. In our next segment, we'll look at what they did at wide receiver and tight end. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up at betonline.ag. All you have to do is head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On to get that welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
We've also been telling you about the Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it is a time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and we are advancing to the Sweet 16 here. So we do have a winner from the previous rounds. A uh, couple of them to go at each other. You have a Churro Puff makes it to the next round, taking on Cookies and Cream. Again, we were surprised a little bit that Churro Puff, uh, popular, unique flavor here for Built Bar, makes it through. But yeah, it's a sleeper. I think it could keep going here. Churro Puff has that delicious flavor that you'll get in a Churro. Cookies and Cream, we know what you're getting there, the, the Oreo-like goodness there. So it's a tough call. I think I'm going classic still in cookies and cream. That's where I've been leaning with most of these matchups. Now, you can find out more and uh, vote on the matchups yourself by going to BuiltBar.com or following BuiltBar on Twitter. And remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar when it's all said and done. All right, so now let's continue looking at the Chiefs here. Tyreek Hill, what a year for Tyreek Hill. He is second, however you slice it, in half-point PPR. Overall scoring 19 points per game. Second average as well. So Tyreek ends up in 15 games of 1276 and 15 TDs. So, again, the TDs can go up and down for Tyreek Hill, but, yeah, that's a massive number here. 15 scores. With those 1276, 14.7 yards per catch, and that was in 15 games. So he probably could uh, push for 1416 if he had played all 16. So that's a touchdown per game from your top wide receiver. So big year for Hill. He's locked in with this contract. He ends up with actually 17 total TDs as well because he had 123 yards rushing and two that counted on the ground. So yeah, big year for Hill. He's the dominant wide receiver one here. Look at the targets there from last year. 135. I mean, really, it's Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. That's why they're such dominant forces that you didn't get a lot of other guys being targeted consistently. When you look at it, uh, 135 for Hill, 145 for Kelsey. The next most targeted player on this team was Michael Hardman at 62, Demarcus Robinson, 59, and Sammy Watkins who played only 10 games in 55. So, Michael Hartman, however, 6.7 points per game, 58th in overall. You had uh, Sammy Watkins, he had 7.0 points per game. So he was the best of their other receivers, but still nothing to look at here. 92nd, 76th overall here. And he had Demarcus Robinson, 5.7. So, 7.0 for Watkins, 5.7 for Robinson, 6.7 for Hartman. What that tells you is that Really, there's no number two receiver on this team. For the Chiefs, they really need that consistent presence. Will Mikko Hardman be that guy? I mean, he's the best candidate. He had 41 catches on 62 targets for 560 yards and four TDs last year. Look at Watkins, 424-2. and two. And Robinson, uh, just not all that involved, 466-3. and three. So really about equal the distribution, a little bit of fluctuation on the on the touchdowns here for these three guys. So, yeah, the thing that you have to know is that the Chiefs are going to move on here from Robinson and Watkins. 
They're both free agents. This team is cap-strapped, so we'll get into that in our final segment. So maybe an opportunity for Hardman to step up a little bit more rather than being just kind of a ersatz version of Hill here that you can put in and plug in and have the same uh, production there. So, yeah, we're going to watch that, but this is why Hill dominates, why the numbers are so big. They really don't have that reliable number two or really number three wide receiver. Now we get to Travis Kelsey. This is an absolute monster season as well. 105 catches of 145, so he gets more targets. He gets uh, 18 more uh, receptions on 10 more targets. 14-16, receiving yards to lead the team and near the league leaders. That spot in 11 TDs. So, yeah, that was pretty big for Kelsey, 17.4. So, by far the runaway leading tight end here. When you look at overall scoring and average points there in half point PPR. So, Kelsey, I mean, what if you had him, you were just so far ahead of everyone else to the position. It just looked so bad. Even between him and Darren Waller, Kelsey was just such a force here. 17.4. It's only 1.6 points separating him and Hill. And we know that a lot of that is tied to the 17 touchdowns versus the 11. So, yeah, Travis Kelsey in his prime. He's elite. He's a go-to guy, co-go-to guy with Hill. We'll see. I don't think the wide receiver situation is going to change that much here to go away from Hill and Kelsey, but two of the most certain things in fantasy football. Mahomes is uh, top two receivers here, Hill and Kelsey. All right, uh, we will turn our attention to kicker here. Uh, Harrison Butker finished 13th, so he was outside of kicker one. 8.4 points per game, 14th overall in scoring. So in deeper leagues, Harrison Butker was just fine, but a little bit disappointing that Butker didn't finish a little bit higher. But again, the Chiefs uh, did a lot of scoring, the red zone, and limited the field goal damage there. And uh, that's what you saw with the numbers here for Harrison Butker. Now you look at their defense and special teams here, 11th. There, so they break in there at 6.6 points per game here, the, uh, the Chiefs. So they were a viable defense to start. They teed off and uh, made some plays here. So, again, uh, they had a lot of juice, we know, in the return game. And uh, Byron Pringle had a TD there. But we know they had a pretty good pass rush here, led by Chris Jones and Frank Clark. They end up with 32 sacks, uh, not... Too bad, 16 interceptions. So this is why they're at the back end here of defense special teams. One, and again, Steve Spagnuolo's unit, I think they can be a little bit more active, make some more plays. That sack total could go up. They have a lot of playmakers in the secondary, so you think that interception takeaway total could go up as well. So something to watch here, but the Chiefs, with some of the talent they have and the skill that they have, are going to be a back end defense special teams one no matter what. All right, so there you have a look at wide receiver, tight end, kicker, and defensive production from 2020. We're putting a bow on that for the Chiefs. And uh, looking ahead, we will look, do that in our final segment, look at their uh, salary cap situation and their free agents and uh, draft picks and all that. But first, I, I got to tell you, uh, today I'm locked on Today Podcast on the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID-19. An NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I have to tell you that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now possible 
to stock all the parts you need at traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the pet counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and you can shop from hundreds of manufacturers for auto and body parts. You can find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or you're a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? To save, just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about this box so they know that we sent you there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. You can find them all at rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to uh, close the show looking at the Chiefs 2021 offseason nuts and bolts. All right, so we will close, and the Chiefs, this is a big concern here with what they're faced in the offseason coming up. Uh, salary cap first and foremost, but I do have to tell you, betting on sports doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the Chiefs, as we were looking at the Chiefs, they were some $20 million over the cap. Now they're around $4 million over the cap. Still have to do some things to change that situation so they're compliant for 2021. But the big news here on Thursday that we alluded to, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, the two tackles that didn't play in Super Bowl 55 when it was a 31-9 drubbing, at the hands of the Buccaneers, uh, really couldn't uh, protect Patrick Mahomes in that game. Well, the Chiefs are moving on from them, and they have a lot of offensive line issues. Austin Ryder, the center, is also a free agent that they're not going to bring back. They can't afford to bring back any of these guys. Kelechi Assembly, also a free agent. Mike Rummers, a free agent. So it's pretty bad here overall. The one guy that they're getting back at right guard will be Laurent Duvernay Tardif, but they don't really have any continuity up front. As they move on from two tackles, they're going to have to figure out the other guard and center. So go figure. The guy that opted out last year, Laurent Duvenet-Tardif, is going to be the most reliable offensive lineman here in 2021 so far. So, again, Schwartz was uh, pretty much missing most of the season anyway with his back injury. Eric Fisher hurt his knee there before the Super Bowl, and he was knocked out. But... Two hefty contracts here. Maybe they can restructure and bring one of these guys back. But I think this was intentional. But I think the Chiefs, uh, these two guys are getting a little older. They've had some wear and tear that they're looking to upgrade. And realize, look, we have to get some young offensive tackles on rookie deals here. Because we can't afford to keep everyone. When you sign Patrick Mahomes to $45 million a season, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You also kept Chris Jones and all that. So, again... Tough, but they're going to have to really focus on the offensive line this offseason. You have Bell and Williams. We'll see who comes back there for this uh, team. So a lot of uh, questions there for the Chiefs, and they have very limited resources to go out and spend in free agency. So I don't expect them to be an active player for Brett Veach and Andy Reid 
They have eight draft picks, number 31 overall, number 63, number 95, 138, 146, 177, 183, and 260. So Chiefs are going to have to do most of their damage there with uh, the draft and really look for young help. Now the positions they could use help at, with uh, Robinson and Watkins being free agents, would be wide receiver. I like them thinking about uh, Terrace Marshall there of uh, – LSU, I think he would be a good player to compliment uh, Tyreek Hill on the outside. And you can put Hill in the slot consistently and have Hardman play quite a bit here. So 31, there's a good wide receiver value. They could look at uh, an offensive tackle down there. Maybe a Sam Cosme from Texas. Uh, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. So there are definitely some offensive tackle values they could get both at 31 and 63. Figure they're going to have to address guard as well at some point in the draft. So Offensive line-centric offseason coming ahead for the Chiefs. I don't see a lot of the defensive investment. They're pretty solid on that side here overall. They got some concerns there in the secondary. But uh, Tyron Matthews there to keep things together in the middle of the field. Yeah, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, the main guys are there, the core players for the Chiefs. So really offensive line that takes center stage for Kansas City. We know how bad it was. In Super Bowl 55, the Buccaneers uh, chased Patrick Mahomes all over. Shaquille Barrett and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul had their way there on the edge for the Chiefs. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a guy. We looked at the numbers, 25.36 points per game, 380, nearly 400 points there as a quarterback. But if he's going to stay upright and make some plays consistently and you feel maximizing the strengths of this offense, I think you want to have a little bit settled situation in front of Patrick Mahomes just so you feel totally great about it. But that's why I also think the Chiefs could pivot a little bit to be more of a running team, take pressure off Mahomes, so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets the boost there. But to me, they need one more complementary weapon. I think they were kind of exposed here with uh, Hill and Kelsey. They didn't have that third guy to step up there when uh, you had Hill being double teamed by the Bucks. Kelsey was being bracketed pretty well. But you didn't really have that third guy emerge, and the Chiefs refused to run the ball as well against the favorable looks there trying to contain the pass. So then Andy Reid can get in trouble with that, not going uh, enough with the running game. So looking overall, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs really need to focus on the offensive line. Getting it not just pass protection sound here for Patrick Mahomes, but also really focusing on getting some nice maulers in the running game. Because that's also going to help uh, Mahomes, where you get these... Uh, Offensive linemen working downhill, opening up the passing game by uh, setting up blocks in the running game, the play action, bootlegs, all that comes from the running game. So really, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, they're fine just tossing it 50 times as they have to, but maybe you'll see a little bit more balance and therefore more efficiency that Mahomes can uh, maybe keep doing at a high level with less there so he's not taking as many hits. And uh, they're bouncing it out with the running game. It's still setting up the big plays downfield to Hill and Kelsey. And hopefully a third option here in 2021. All right, so there's a breakdown of the Chiefs. Uh, good stuff, good baseline to work with. with Mahomes, Edwards, Hilaire, Hill, and Kelsey being the principals. But you want to see some of the things around them get a little bit better to boost everyone overall. And uh, again, offensive tackle above all has to be the priority when you say goodbye to Fisher and Schwartz. So thanks so much for listening to another edition of Locked on Fantasy Football. We still have to get to two more teams in the AFC West, then we need to close with our final division there 
in our transitional look at all the teams. That would be the NFC West. So halfway through, again, we'll monitor, see if there's any breaking news uh, before Monday there, if there's a big trade there. But uh, basically, most of next week, we will dedicate to the fallout there of what we see in free agency, the signings, and uh, some big names for sure with Kenny Galladay, Hunter Henry, Aaron Jones. These guys could uh, definitely switch teams here. Allen Robinson could be traded after being tagged by the Bears. We know Deshaun Watson. Less of a chance Russell Wilson, Sam Darnold. All these guys in play to potentially change teams. And there's going to be fantasy football repercussions throughout the league when these moves happen uh, starting on Monday. So yeah, check it out all next week. We will be in position to react to all the uh, free agent movement here of note, uh, offensive skill players and beyond that have an impact on fantasy football in 2021. Now, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, Have a great weekend and see you Monday.